As Canada mourns the 63 people killed in the crash of flight PS752, many are wondering what happens next. I'm Dave Breckenridge, and this is 10-3. We talk with the National Post's Ryan Tumulty about whether Canada will be allowed to fully participate in the investigation and what recourse we have if it's confirmed an Iranian missile downed that plane. Don't forget you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your audio. We'd love it if you could leave us a rating, a review, and tell your friends about us. So Ryan, in the, in the days since Prime Minister Justin Trudeau came out and, and talked about the theory that it was a surface-to-air missile that downed the plane, a lot of people have been wondering what exactly happens next. We're dealing with a regime that uh, so far has been opaque, for lack of a better word. They have not exactly been transparent with uh, how they've been handling the investigation into this plane crash, although they have said Ukrainian officials can come in and help and Canadian officials are able to come in and help. But there's some question around whether we'll get a thorough investigation here. What's the latest on that end of things? So, yeah, the latest that we've heard, and this was uh, from the Foreign Affairs Minister, uh, we have both uh, Transportation Safety Board investigators and uh, Foreign Affairs staff consular officials who are waiting in Ankara, Turkey, uh, which is, I guess, basically the closest we can get to Iran um, right now. They are waiting for visas from the Iranian government to be able to go into Iran. And the latest from the Foreign Affairs Minister is that uh, the Iranian government is only allowing two of the two visas so far. Uh, you know, we spoke with um, the Ukrainian ambassador to Ottawa today. He says they have a team of 45 uh, just crash investigators mm. uh, who are already on the ground in Iran. There's a big disparity there in terms of uh, how many investigators from Ukraine are there, whereas how many Canadians are going to get there. So it's definitely been a slow moving process. Since around said that we could uh, come and take part in the investigation, doesn't look like they've really jumped into that. Yeah, and you know there was also talk from the the Iranian officials about whether um, certain countries or the airline manufacturer would have access to the black boxes of the aircraft. Has there been any movement on that so far? So, in terms of the black boxes, uh, apparently the Ukrainian. Officials have had access to the data there. Uh, I think they're the only uh, sort of outside government who's had access to that. Uh, But a lot of that is still unclear. You know, some of the reporting on it is um, it's hard to find out all of the details and some of the stories keep changing. The Ukrainian ambassador, again, here in Ottawa, Aktu, was, uh, you know, just about an hour ago. He said so far the Ukrainian investigators on the ground are, are being treated professionally. They're asking questions and getting answers. So they don't have a lot of concerns there. All of the situations like these, there are very clear rules spelled out in international aviation about who gets access to what. The airline, the country who's with the airline of origin and the manufacturer of the plane, they all have specific rules. So, you know, Certain groups are supposed to get access to this site. Not all of them have yet. Is there any recourse for Canada? Should we have a situation where we don't see as large a Canadian contingent 
involved in the investigation as, say, the Ukrainian contingent or as many Canadians would want? Yeah, I think this is this is the real challenge for the government right now. And it'll be the challenge, um, you know, if the investigation concludes that that an Iranian missile was the cause, which it certainly looks like it was. Um, we don't have a lot of leverage with Iran. We don't have a diplomatic relationship, so we can't recall our ambassador and protest, and we can't kick their ambassador out of the country because we already did that about six years ago. You know, there's there's not a lot of levers that the Canadian government can pull to try to get uh, a better relationship or a, a better response, I should say, with Iran. Canada severed diplomatic ties with Iran, as you said, a number of years ago. Do you get the sense from people in the international community in Ottawa that even if we had diplomatic relations, that you know, severing them now would make any difference? They seem to be, the regime in Iran seems to be a fairly bellicose uh, entity, and and they don't seem the kind of uh, government that would respond to that kind of threat anyway. Yeah, I think that's definitely a fair assessment. There's lots of people who suggested that even if we had an open and functioning embassy on the ground the day of this crash, we wouldn't necessarily be getting more access than we're getting right now. And you're right. I mean, the Iranian government has, you know, had troubled international relations since the late 70s, you know, since the current regime came to power. Um, so it, it's it's hard to imagine that necessarily pulling our ambassador, if we had one, would have a, a big impact, but certainly it, mm -hmm. it would be something we could do. Whereas right now we really don't have any uh, levers to pull. Um, you know, I think there's some talk about uh, Canada putting in new sanctions on the Iranian regime. The U.S. did that just today. Uh, but this is already a pretty heavily sanctioned country. So uh, Canada's influence, if if we need to exert influence to get better behavior and Maybe the Iranians will change their mind um, and grant us more access. But if we need to do something to get better behavior, our options are kind of limited, but they're going to have to come through the international community. We're going to have to convince other countries uh, in Europe and in other parts of the world to potentially mm -hmm. add sanctions to Iran. Now, the big news uh, about this crash came out Thursday, uh, as we mentioned off the top, that uh, the plane was likely shot down by a surface-to-air missile, whether it was intentionally downed or if it was uh, unintentional. Have the Iranian regime responded to the accusation that it was one of their missiles that took down this plane? So, so far, the only real response we've gotten there is uh, a statement from their they have a civil aviation organization um, that that that's described the idea of a missile as as technically impossible and scientifically unsound. Certainly, that's not a view that's shared by any of the crash experts that I've talked to, who've mostly said that a missile is maybe the only thing that makes a missile or a bomb is the only thing that makes sense to explain why this plane would have crashed the way it did. What are the next steps here in I guess the the international response to this? Uh, tragedy and in the investigation, what what are the Canadian authorities looking for? What are uh, investigators potentially looking for at the crash site? Um, and when could we expect to hear more about the cause of the crash? You know, plane uh, accident investigations, even under the best of circumstances, you know, can take years to determine a cause. So in terms of when we'll ever get a conclusive, if and when we'll ever get a conclusive answer, I, I think it could take a considerable amount of time. In terms of, you know, whether the investigation continues with more Canadians 
that's going to be something that that'll happen through diplomatic channels or it won't and it'll happen over the next couple of days you know the the foreign affairs minister and the prime minister's office have have probably done very little else uh, other than this issue since uh since the crash happened you know i'm not i'm not sure what's going to happen next cuz I, I think you know as we've discussed a lot of what happens next is, is up to iran they're they're making a lot of the choices about whether or not they want to give us more access Mm-hmm. We have seen some reports on online uh, that Iran uh, intends to announce what they believe to be the cause of the crash tomorrow, but that's unclear. Now, there's been talk regarding the the possibility that it was a missile that hit the plane and whether it was intentional or accidental. When we talk about an accident, is it that the missile accidentally fires or is it they're firing the surface-to-air missile somewhere else or they perceive a threat in the air and they launch this missile and, oh, we've hit a civilian aircraft. Like, what are we talking about when they say accidentally? I I think everything you just described is a a possibility for an accident. Um, You know, this this incident happened uh, within a few hours of Iran having uh, shot a number of ballistic missiles at U.S. bases uh, over the border in Iraq which came in response to the the drone strike uh, of one of their generals uh, last week. After an incident like that, I'm, I'm sure the Iranian authorities uh, had were on high alert, uh, anticipating a possible American response, uh, and so their their air defense capabilities would have all been turned on and alerted. And they may have mistaken, you know, this civilian jet for a military jet. Certainly incidents like this have happened before. We've seen incidents like this before. An Iranian jet was shot down uh, by the U.S. military in 1988 when they confused it with a, a military jet. Just, you know, a few years ago, we had the Malaysian Airlines flight uh, that was going over the Ukraine, which was shot down uh, by, uh, they believe, Russian separatists. But it was it was it was hit by a missile, you know. Civilian jets like this don't have defenses when they are targeted by uh, air defense systems like this. In Ottawa, is there any talk about the tie-in between this and the broader conflict between the Iranian regime and the Trump administration? Um, I guess the the big question is, is there hope now that... uh, this tragedy, whatever the cause, that it happened amid increasing tensions between the U.S. and Iran might make both sides hold their powder? There is certainly talk and certainly hope of that in Ottawa. I, I, you know, I don't know how likely it is that either side uh, would stop, you know, future conflict uh, based on this incident. It, it seems like they were prepared to stand down. I mean, you noticed, you, you know, President Trump's first uh, press conference after this crash didn't focus at all on the crash. In fact, he didn't mention it. He talked exclusively about the missile strike and about tension standing down uh, between Iran and the U.S. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure that it's necessarily a, a part of the calculation for either side. Uh, in terms of their ongoing uh, conflict, although that does seem to have stepped down um, in the past couple of days. I know the the prime minister has been asked a number of times at both of his press conferences about whether or not he holds the U.S. responsible, whether or not he feels the U.S. should have 
informed them, informed Canada or advised Canada about uh, the drone strike against the Iranian general. You know, he's pretty much stubbornly refused to to get dragged into that question or answer that question. He wants to keep the issue separate. So if the investigation eventually reveals what Trudeau and American officials speculated about on Thursday, that it was, in fact, a surface-to-air missile fired from Iran that down the plane, does Canada have any recourse at that point? Like, what can be done about Iran killing its own citizens as well as citizens of other countries intentionally or unintentionally. Like we've talked about, our our own sort of levers are, are limited because we don't have a diplomatic relationship. We don't have a big trade relationship with Iran that we could, you know, cut them off from. But we do, um, you know, we do have the power of the international community. I think a lot of the countries, um, a lot of our allies who maybe trade with Iran now uh, might be prepared to cut off trade or, or otherwise sanction the country if the regime becomes indignant about having shot down uh, a passenger jet. But, you know, a lot of that is still to be seen. We don't know how Iran is going to react. We don't know if Iran is willing to admit that they have some responsibility here. Um, you know, you could see a scenario in which they admit that they made a mistake and and find you know, one general or one scapegoat in the army to blame for the whole thing. But it's really hard to say, you know, there's not uh, a strong relationship here between Iran and Canada, other than between a lot of Iranian Canadians. But I, I think it's going to be hard for Canada to push for much if Iran really digs in its heels. But we don't yet know if they're going to do that. We they They could respond in any number of ways. Brian, thanks for your time. All right. Thank you. 10.3 is produced by Carson Jarama, theme music by Bryce Hall. Thanks to my guest, Ryan Tumulty. More from him at nationalpost.com. I'm Dave Breckenridge. Thanks for listening. 